1: Welcome inside the PGP, the permission granted podcast, the show about the show, the show within the show. You can always listen to the PGP on the normal DA show podcast feed. So you search the DA show and you find the show and the best of the show and the full four hours and the PGP or its own permission granted podcast feed. So you can search permission granted and you'll find that on podcasts everywhere. You can also listen to us inside the Odyssey app here on the PGP the same place you listen to the DA show live or in podcast form the big story obviously over the last week has been a new number one potentially ascending to the 12 DA's of Christmas throne being John Sterling reading the
0: fat journal last week this is John Sterling with Mara's fat journal A Vegas bachelor party running log. The only running that will be done. Wednesday night, two lights before my flight. And a slice of very below average dollar pizza at JFK. Land at Vegas time, 11.30 p.m. Throw down two tall boy Modellos. And at 3 a.m., a grilled chicken sandwich with fries from Johnny Rockets. St. Patty's drink count one yardstick kona big wave four corona premieres with green dye six bud light aluminum bottles six jameson shots at the nine fine irishman party three captain and gingers on fremont street i walked virtually the entire strip plus fremont street this was an active day exercise for me p.s i forgot after yard house i scooped up a Giridelli hot fudge Sunday. When the Jack Roberts screwed me on an early big bet. Friday, ate breakfast by myself at hash hash a go-go. Chocolate chip pancakes, three turkey sausage links, and egg whites to stay healthy. (laughs) Lunch? None, thankfully. Had a bucket of Corona premieres at the (laughs) Flamingo pool party Danced with five women that looked like they could all have played offensive line in college football. I guess that was my experience for the day. Dinner? Brazilian Steakhouse Group Dinner. Amounts get hairy, but I roughly consumed filet mignon, skirt steak, top sirloin steak, lamb, garlic, pork chop, chicken thighs, bacon-wrapped chicken, various Italian meats, rice, beans, salad from a salad bar to stay healthy. It's over, man. What a disgrace. <laughs>
1: and I know on side B you'll have Pete the body with a deeper dive into how it came to be, which is totally worthy because people were just blown away. You could see the shock and awe on my face as well as on Bogish's face when we, when we finally heard it. You, though, had a bit of a tip-off earlier in the morning. You had known <laughs> that it was coming earlier in the morning because Pete, mistakenly led you down the road.
2: Uh, he did. He did. And peop, the body Bellati will be coming up on side B, and we bring this up as well, DA. First of all, before I even answer that question, this just shows me how much the mystery over your dislike, maybe, for the fat industry goes. We have little meters here that it's green when we're in a good volume, and the only time that you turn to blue is when you really emphasize something. And when you said fat journal... It popped to blue oh, really? like you wouldn't believe, which shows man. energy and vocalization and strength behind a oh, word. Man. Which means you enjoy saying the word fat in a degrading manner.
1: Well, you know, it's interesting because fat does it's it's like the F word. <laughs> you can really get energy behind it. <laughs> it feels like you're getting emotion out. And it's short, and with a T, it's a hard T.
2: Say it again. Why don't you say it again? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I guess it just normally is like it's, it's a word that you would you would be um, you'd have a little oomph behind. it. It's not like saying accordion.
2: Okay. All right. Hey, that's fair. I just I needed to make before we address anything. This is what I'm talking about here. I'm I'm looking at live meters scientifically. Scientifically, it tells me you enjoy saying fat. That's okay. Tough. Back to Pete spilling the beans. Yes. Pete has this amazing ability to (laughs) want to drum up his own excitement for something he's building, which right now his big project week to week has been the Fat Journal and finding the voices behind the Fat Journal. And, oh, do you have any guesses? Do you have any guesses, Mraz? Do you have any guesses? And I'm wrong 99% of the time. Okay. And I think Pete just wants to see (laughs) if I'm even going down his train of thought. And then Pete did something last week when the Fat Journal day came. I knew that this was big because it was it was like the night before Christmas before the DA show. There was whispering. There was gas. There was Billy Jock alone helping out. Pete was very intent. Like, he he had stolen the Declaration of Independence with Nicolas Cage. That's what this had felt like. And yeah. I knew this was a big deal. So, we go into the control room to start the DA show. You were on that side of the glass. Me and Pete sitting next to each other. we setting all our stuff up. And... It should be noted that on the way home, I flip through a lot of different sports stations, see what they're talking about. Sometimes I get tired of sports, and I and I listen to music. And I had heard our friends Tiki and Tierney on WFAN play another home run call. Remember, a couple of weeks ago, we had played a fake home run call of Tiki Barber on soundcheck from John Sterling. And Brandon Tierney had one made for him. And it was awful, and it was I'm not Sterling's fault. You could just tell it was, you know, I felt like Sterling was under the gun with a BT home run call. And BT had briefly talked about how John Sterling was in the office the day before or two days before, whatever it happened to be. So not having that conversation with Pete and having heard that on my own and knowing that Pete was scurrying about, Pete hits me before a, hey, okay, where's sound check? Uh, What's the sound on the cold open? Normal show stuff. He goes, you know, uh, Sterling was on with BT. Like, out of nowhere, just brings up John Sterling. And I realized John Sterling's in his mind because that's the only thing he's been listening to for a half an hour. And I know from what I listened to that Sterling was in the office. So I said, that's it, Pete. That's my guess. You got John Sterling to do it. And he was so pissed off. Why do you got to ruin everything? Why, why do you have to he guess? He didn't
1: even try to say no. You're wrong.
2: I could see it in his face right away. Like there was no shaking it off. He was visibly upset. Like, I thought there was a potential for tears in his eyes. Whoa! Like, he was upset, upset. And, you know, I'll I'll jokingly bring this up to Pete and and Side B, but the point being, he can't be the guy every week that wants me to guess, and then he can't help himself by dropping a major clue, and now I finally figure it out, and I'm the bad guy? Like... If I can understand if he never wanted me to guess and I couldn't help myself. But you want me to guess every week. Now I guess. I get it right. And that ticks you off and you're upset. I ruin everything. Why do you got to open your big fat mouth? You ruin everything. He's going off on me on it. You ruin everything, he tells me. Wow. What do I ruin? <laughs> now, thankfully, two hours fast forward. And by the way, I I don't I actually don't bring this up. And I keep teasing what's inside me. I don't bring this up. But so you know, I knew I had Pete now. Hook, line, and sinker. I had him on the ropes. He was dazed going back. So throughout the show, before we get to it, I just, Pete, I just let Bogus know who did it. <laughs> you better not! Have, and he takes the bait on everyone. Pete, Kaplan let everybody on Twitch know that it's John Sterling coming up. No, he did This is, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not going to anymore. Every step of the way, he kept taking the bait. And I didn't tell anybody. I did not tell anybody. But I got him so upset for those two hours until Sterling was played
1: so Pete's greatest moment was nearly submarine just minutes before it would air right he thought it was all ruined and it was it was not going to pay the payoff
2: right which would really suck if you're pete right like this is a pinnacle moment this is a shock and awe moment and I figured it out and I very easily could have ruined it for everybody but I'm, I'm not going to be that big. because I knew when I knew and figured I was I'm like well this is going to be really good And at worst, even if Sterling doesn't do it well, it's going to be really memorable that he... Like, it's awesome that he got John Sterling to do it. Like, that was the bottom line.
1: So the roller coaster coaster of emotions, Pete got John Sterling to do it a week and a half before, a week before we actually read it. Or we actually aired it, rather.
2: No, not even, because I had only come back from Vegas Sunday, and it was read by Thursday we played it.
1: Oh, okay. So it was organized before then.
2: Pete had asked me hey, make sure you have your Vegas journal aligned.
1: Because we had skipped the week before.
2: We did. And I was told by Pete, again, not knowing that it was going to be Sterling, Monday we d- did the DA show. That was the famous, I was tired, off all the sleep. Hey, before you go home and go to sleep, I need your fat journal from Vegas. So, duh, 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 I, you know, I take care of the journal. <laughs> I type out of my hand. At that point, I have no idea when the journal's airing and who he has to air it. So John Sterling had taped it from some point. When I typed it up Monday, and I don't even know when I handed it to Pete Monday if he knew for sure it was going to be Sterling. Like, he he could have had other things lined up.
1: So he goes from having Sterling booked or hopefully booked to getting it taped and recorded and keeping it secret. He had told me and Bogush this is going to be a good one, but he's keeping it secret, so he's on the highest of highs. He's dangling the carrot in front of you, thinking that you're never going to guess it. And he has this huge, you know, kind of victory hanging over you. Then you guess it. Mm-hmm. He can't help himself of saying, like, no, you're wrong on that to, to throw you off. He immediately crumbles.
2: Which just shows you if you put anything on Pete, he can't hold it No, back. He'll never be able to reserve You it. don't
1: want him as a witness in your murder trial because he's going to crack. He's going to break. No question. He then is crushed. He thinks the whole thing's ruined. You've ruined everything. Yeah. He's lashing out at you. For two hours before we air it, he thinks it's it's just totally deflating.
2: That I've gone out. I've texted everybody to listen Sterling's doing it. I've told all of the listeners on Twitch. I've tweeted it. He thinks all of this.
1: And he wants you to be most shocked. Right. Us to be secondarily shocked. So it's, it's really annoying to him. Devastating. And then it airs, and it is the most amazing piece of audio we may have ever played in a taped form that didn't happen live on the air. We are all... Just incredibly awed by the brilliance of it, and then he becomes a hero, a total conquering hero. Right, and we just can't stop lauding him for how amazing this is. So the ups and the downs of that day for Pete are incredible.
2: Right, we often talk about Pete not keeping his emotions in check. That is his role, and we're talking about a three-hour span. By the time it aired, from the time everything unraveled, (laughs) so we're not even talking about a whole day, a whole week. We're talking about like not even the whole show. Three hours. Of the ups and downs. <laughs> and, and I do think ultimately this is where the beauty of the video of the DA show pays off because we will forever have encapsulated you and Bogus specifically the jaw-dropped no, 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 no. Like the first 20 seconds of Sterling reading this, you don't even focus on what Sterling's even saying because right it's, forget what he's actually reading, it's John Sterling reading Miraz's <laughs> Fat <laughs> Journal. <laughs> it's
1: so amazing in every way. And then it gets blown up on social media. I mean, we are aw we are awed. The listeners are odd. But then it just quickly spreads outside of our out of the show circle, gets picked up by media websites, tweeted a million times, retweeted. Some of our more celebrity listeners are retweeting it, commenting on it. I mean, everybody is totally in on it.
2: Texts, I don't know if you got a bunch of texts, I got a bunch totally. of texts. Totally. From people I hadn't heard from in a long time going, I can't believe Sterling read that. Bah, bah, bah.
1: And so this all unfolds and then Pete becomes the Pope in the motorcade. Oh! He just is waving.
2: People were holding doors for him as he walked in the next day. <laughs> he's,
1: he's swinging that <laughs> the, the, the incense. <laughs> he was on top of the world for the next 24 right. hours. Right. And there's people in the newsroom like, Pete, I can't believe you got that done. I mean, everybody right. is— Walking
2: past construction sites where guys are named Pete but yelling, hey, Pete, and he thinks they're talking to him.
1: What was it like the next morning when you came in and Pete was the conquering hero? All
2: right, the next morning is the worst part of the Sterling <laughs> experience for, for me personally. Because I, I took this in stride. Number one, people were like, wow, weren't you embarrassed that the voice of the Yankees read that? No, I wasn't. I thought that was awesome. I thought you might
1: be embarrassed. No,
2: I wrote the words. Now, Sterling, to be fair, messed up a couple of the words and, and everything like that, but that's to be expected. But I thought it was awesome. But the next day is a real problem. <laughs> because rather than just Pete, that was unbelievable. Look at the viral attention we got. We probably got the number one 12 DA. Hey, let's keep up the work. Let's move forward as a show. Every 10 Minutes became a more and more meaningless question surrounding the after effects of it. I got asked this question. I could tell you because I kept track three times in a four-hour show. So who, uh, who was the most interesting person to text you about uh, the Sterling thing? And then it would be who was the most famous person to like text you to? I'm like most famous. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I, what do you? T- what does that even mean? Like, you know? And it was just he just wanted to know. How many people contacted me? So did you get more texts or tweets about like every, it was some kind of form of the same kind of question every hour? But then it just didn't stop the whole show.
1: He just wanted to know the effect that he had, the impact right, the point,
2: that he had. I was, I became tired of the Sterling <laughs> moment because of Pete in the end, which is what Pete does.
1: He wanted to know the impact of his moment.
2: Yeah, yeah. Now, luckily, I'm able to separate the Pete stuff from the rest of the stuff because as the weekend went on. I would see my neighbor, you know, pulled up was like, could you believe the Sterling thing? And, you know, so we've had a lot of that, but Pete just he wanted the satisfaction. It was like Pete needed to know by name every single person (laughs) that had heard that moment.
1: It was that good. And I didn't think Tiki could be topped that quickly, especially within the same bit. Right. But I think now I don't want to declare anything in March. We've got seven months to go.
2: Clearly, eight months And the months way this year go. is going.
1: Yeah, so there's plenty of time. We have to pay off the Connor Green bet. Oh, Pete eating this hot sauce is going to be a whole thing.
2: How are we getting only
1: twelve? I mean, it's it's going to be the most devastating twelve we've ever had to cut to cut People down. You're going to, to
2: forget you did the Kornacki when all of a sudden. <laughs> I
1: mean, really, that seems like a blip on the radar. But it was as good of a radio moment as you will ever find, and. I'm so glad Pete put in that effort to do it. So I can't wait to hear the backstory inside B.
2: Just real quickly, because this inevitably always comes back to the 12 days of Christmas, which is just amazing that that bit has grown where people are... We're the only show that people talk Christmas all year round because (laughs) you think of, you know, that count. We're like
1: the Christmas tree shops of sports radio.
2: I do think that we are going to be faced with a very interesting uh, thought process and voting process come November when we, the end of November, we really break this down. And that is... We have oftentimes looked at a list of candidates, sometimes 20 deep, sometimes 30 deep, So, and this is clearly going to be deeper, and we will oftentimes maybe move a moment back or even eliminate some moments or try to combine some moments if they are similar to try to give variety to the list. What I find fascinating is we had what we all thought was a unanimous number one was somebody famous reading the Fat Journal. And now our new... Wow, this could be number one is somebody also famous reading the Fat Journal. They are two completely separate moments that don't deserve to be grouped together, both thought of as number ones. But can you have two Fat Journals be the top two moments of the year is going to be something the committee is going to have to think long and hard about.
1: It's a real good question, but I think it has to. I think you have to allow those two pieces of greatness to exist on their own. Because Sterling is so great on its own that it doesn't need Tiki and vice versa. I agree. It'd be a shame, I think, to combine them both. And for... two
2: drastically different styles in which they did it.
1: Yeah. For just the sake of diversity on the list, I don't think it's a good enough reason to combine those two great moments.
2: Right. Okay, so now if we separate combining them, if, if it ends up that people love Sterling more than Tiki, does Tiki go from number one to, say, number six or seven to separate fat journals? Because that would feel outrageous, too.
1: Yeah, I I don't know how this is going to go, but I hope that Tiki does not get victimized because of the greatness of John Sterling. That's my point. It's like splitting votes in an All-Star game or an MVP vote, two teammates splitting votes.
2: And look, we've both sat in those rooms when the committee gets together for the 12 (laughs) DA votes, clearly. We know how the voting process goes. You know, it's kind of like Rivers retiring around Eli. Can you put that many quarterbacks in one class? I just, I think that is going to be a, very interesting discussion around Thanksgiving time this year. It really will be. But, hey, as we said, maybe they will be seven and eight by the time the year ends. Who knows with how much stuff's
1: going Who on. knows? This Pete-eating-the-hot-sauce stuff, this is a whole thing as well. Because this... I know Pete's playing tough guy here. Pete has officially lost the bracket challenge, the NIT-take-a-walk bracket challenge. He's going to have to Eat the end hot sauce on a Dipsy Doodle. Pete says, "Bring it on." He's not scared of it. Well, I like how. Well, here's the other thing. I like how Conrad gets a, pre- a preferential treatment whenever he can do it. Pete just says, "Just pick a day. Just pick a day." Okay, so I guess it's set. I guess it's Wednesday the sixth, unless we do. Yeah, Wednesday the sixth.
2: Well, well, let's make sure one thing. Are you in Thursday the seventh?
3: You said Wednesday the sixth. Why it was about Thursday oh, the seventh?
1: That's important. Yeah. Well, that is important.
2: Why? We, we don't hear feeling the next day.
3: Well, I, I mean, if I'm not in, I'm probably in a hospital somewhere. So, yes, I'm in Thursday to 7th.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's fine. We just wanted to make sure he to yeah, be here. Like right. a Friday didn't make sense. Make sure he, you're not on,
3: on, not on a gurney. Okay.
2: Yeah, exactly. No, we want to make sure that if you're off, it's you're off because the sauce was too hot. I'm not taking off of this damn sauce. Okay, that's on the <laughs> record. That's all, all right, we're making relax. sure of. He is so upset. You know, for a guy that keeps saying, bring it on, no worries. He's well, really bothered let's by go, this. let's But, like, this, all this
3: hoopla, let's just go. Come right, on. Come do it now, then. I need to be prepared. Uh, Nor okay. do we have the
2: Dipsy Doodles. Oh, that's true, right. too. Right. Well, you that's could just be...
3: some type of preparation.
2: <clears throat> you can just take a shot of this without the Dipsy Doodle if you want. I'm not taking a shot of it. You're just straight out of the box. Got to put it on something. And there was the other question. Does Pete deserve the right to sniff before tasting? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that it just creates more fear.
3: Why would I want to sniff it? Just <laughs> put it on the damn chip and let me have it.
2: Have you guys ever seen him this unhinged about something? That he's oh, so confident? It's like, it's like <laughs> let's go. <laughs> this hot
1: sauce is supposed to be the hottest hot sauce called The End available on the market. Like almost, It's almost just shy of illegal. Right. Is Pete going to eat this and just be like, shake it off? No big deal. Yeah, I just eat hot sauce all the time. I can handle spicy. Or is this really going to throw him for a vicious, violent loop?
2: As we sit here on, on March 29th, approximately eight or nine days away from Pete eating the hot sauce, this has to be as far as pre-planned moments of the D show that we know are coming, not a surprise taken by Daily, day by day. It'll
1: be Wednesday after okay. the national championship game. So technically we're about seven full days okay. away.
2: So if any of the things we've had planned, whether they be bet payoffs or segments planned that we know have the potential to be really good, this is the most uncertain feeling I've had ahead of something. Oh, really? And I and I say it seriously, because I am I think I'm more shocked at Pete's arrogance to the sauce Mm. than I am going to be by the reaction, no matter what, like, you know, Pete, a lot of times when we, you know, any of us have had the, the, the death by salsa or the, the hypes or, you know, me with the bird seed. Okay. Bring it on, whatever. But there's a different element of bringing on that Pete has where it's just, guys, this is a nothing bit because it's not, I'm not going to have any reaction. And that, it makes me worried that there may be a nothing reaction. Like, I think there's an element in my head where I'm like, wow, is this going to be a dud because Pete's actually going to have no reaction? It's going to come off horrible on camera or video. And then if he has no reaction, is it actually, in a weird way, a great segment because he really did defy the odds? Or is his defiance going to come back to bite him so badly that he's going to have such a horrific reaction and actually vomit on air? I don't know what to expect. I really don't know.
1: I think he's psyching himself up because he knows it's going to be brutal.
2: So you he's, think brutal no matter what?
1: I don't think anybody could take something called the end, which induces nausea or vomiting in a lot of people that eat it, and just be like, shake it off like, ah, ah. Yep, okay, that was hot, it was done. He is going to be bludgeoned, and he's just trying to psych himself up. I mean, because remember, at first it was like, you know what? I could do spicy. I'm, I'm fine with spicy. It's fine. I don't like it, but I can eat it. Then when we started talking about it, Pete started going, just do it now. Why are we waiting? That's do it true. now. That's true. Why not just do it now? As though the lead up to it was going to really get in his head. That's true. And he just wanted to rip the Band-Aid off. So I think he knows he's in for a world of pain.
2: Oh, a oh, world of pain. All right. So let me ask you this. And this... Maybe it's not Pete that can do this, but maybe somebody does exist in the world that can do this. Do you think that if you are somebody who's talked a big game, and maybe this could go for anything in life, not just a really extreme hot sauce, and pound it, this is no big deal, this is no big deal. Do you think that people have the switch where it is internally a big deal when the moment comes, but will not show it publicly to save face, and then like the moment the cameras are away and we're away? like Can Pete... Can it actually affect Pete in a horrible way that he manages to control it and not show us and not show on air? Then we go to break or something like that, told you no big deal, says he's going to get water, and then really he's just throwing up in the bathroom. Like, do you think that's possible?
1: He has the best poker face out of all of us. Okay. If if me, you, were Bogus took the end, we would all be pained, hurt, screaming, and we would do those things. Pete can hold it together better than all of us. But I just don't think it's physically possible with how hot this stuff is supposed to be for him to really just shake it off and then go to the bathroom and vomit there and not tell anybody. I think we're going to see the pain on his face.
2: probably agree. Now, would Pete's reaction at all sway you one way or another on a pinky taste of the sauce?
1: I'm going to pinky taste it.
2: No matter what, yeah. even if he like does a little little bit on a dipsy doodle and is throwing up right away, you're gonna go. I'm trying that.
1: Oh well, that uh, I guess that's true. There is a level of the violence that might scare me off. I don't, I don't imagine he eats this and immediately starts vomiting on the carpet. I don't imagine. It's in
2: play though. That's the thing, right? If you read the reviews, it's in play. <laughs> it's, it's like a chupacabra. Like you're reading the mythological stories of this.
1: I guess we'll see just how awful it is. I I want a pinky taste. I really want... I'm very interested in this. Now, Death by Salsa beat me up bad, but I took a big scoop of the Death by Salsa on the tortilla chip, both years. I know the volume there is the big part because it burned my whole throat going down. It was that whole big piece of salsa. It wasn't just... That it was hot, it was it covered a lot of surface area as it was sure. hot. Good this, if her. I just if I just do a pinky dab and I just lick it, I imagine my the part of my tongue that it touches is gonna be inflamed. But I can't imagine my entire like throat feels that hot and I'm like gasping for breath.
2: Probably not. But again, if if he does the dipsy doodle and his glands start shutting down and it's Yak City. I don't know that you go pinky dick. Yeah,
1: maybe at that point I wouldn't. How much, though? We haven't decided how much is the proper amount. This has always been honor code. Make sure you get enough on that chip and eat the death by salsa. Well,
2: you can't dip the corner of the chip. I think it's a good, healthy chip dip. I think, I think that's one of those things that we're all men over 30. I think we're aware. Watch
1: out. This could be the sticky part. We never mandated how much needs to be on the chip.
2: And Pete's the kind of person that. Let's a tray half on a scale on a buffet and not pay the full weight too. He's the kind of guy that packs up a sandwich for lunch. That's a good point. I think three quarters of a dipsy doodle need to be soaked in the sauce. (laughs) Oh, that shouldn't be a big deal to him.
1: Well, that's what's gonna burn him here. Is that he has said he could take it. He he could deal with spicy.
2: So we could probably tell him any amount on a chip is good because at this point he's already overplayed his hand that it's not a big deal.
1: Well, maybe. Depends on how how aggressive you want to get.
2: Now, my initial prediction on the PGP, what, two weeks ago, was that Pete would call out sick the next day. Yeah. We, have now ba- we didn't tell him we made this on the PGP, but we brought up the idea of calling out and everything, and he's fought back on that. I'll be here. I'll be here. My second prediction is if he doesn't call out sick, which I still think is in play, I feel the complain train is going to be through the roof. <laughs> Don't ask me to do these bits anymore. <laughs> I, you know what? Next time next time you want to do something hot, I'm out. I'm not doing it. That's I, I, I paid my dues. You guys can do it. You know, the old, like, I did this. I'm not going to be eligible again. When it's really sugar-coated and he was the tough guy and he couldn't take it. I just... I almost think that we need to film this like it's CBS's big brother and have Kaplan just, like, wire us <laughs> for cameras and GoPros to film at all times the next day to catch the conversations that aren't on the air just to get the real peed out following this.
1: I can guarantee you one thing. He doesn't eat three-quarters of a chip doused in the end, shake it off like, ah. drink a, a glass of milk, sit down to the control room board, and keep running the show. And the next day come in fine. One of three things happens. That sets fire into his skull and he runs to the bathroom chugging milk, chugging water, eyes watering. He starts sweating and can't run the show on the board. The next Bad day would be or B. Or B <laughs> next day he calls out. He can handle himself on the board, but the next day he's it's coming out the other end, which Bogush and I can validate. When Death by Salsa goes in, it's tough. When it comes out, it's also tough. Yeah. Okay?
2: Hey, look, somebody who can't be named missed three innings of a Met game at (laughs) Sandy as a result.
1: (laughs) So he's going to call out for that reason, hey, guys, I've been in the bathroom, like, all night. You know, I'm vomiting. I'm I'm nauseous. I I can't come to work tomorrow like I wanted to. Please
2: let me see that text chain. Okay, Pete, no problem. See you Monday.
1: That is in play. Or C, as you said, he knows he needs to be play tough guy. He knows he has to come in the next day because he's already guaranteed that he would. But upon coming in, he is belly aching the entire morning about how unfair it is that only he had to do it. Yep. That he's not eligible again to do that. Why didn't somebody test that before he took it? That really wasn't safe.
2: <laughs> right, right. There's right. definitely an
1: after effect here.
2: You the can't... tough guy act will have worn off, but it'll be everybody else's problem. Like, <laughs> he's still the tough guy, but... Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. It's so nice to be on the other end of these.
1: You're 3-0. and Did you end up winning the bracket? Oh, no, it still has to go. Four games. Oh uh, yeah, we have, Three yeah, games.
2: Yeah. I have the final four tonight. There's a chance I've hit the championship game properly. And then hopefully get the champion properly. I have... The Bonnie's playing A and M in the final, so I have the potential for both of them to win their final four games and then AM to win it all. I might cut down the nets and actually win the bracket challenge with listeners. How have you
1: gone three and Because oh I lose picking, every
2: I lose everything else. But in
1: picking women's brackets and the NIT.
2: It's a bizarre. Maybe that's the thing. The things I know most, the Giants, I'm awfully wrong <laughs> on, and I'm losing bets left and right. The things I know the least about somehow I've just gotten lucky. I don't know.
1: I mean, did you do any research for
2: this? Well, the NIT, I was a little more comfortable within the women's bracket, clearly, because a lot of these teams I had just simply seen. I I probably watch more college basketball regular season this year than I have in my life. I just I just have. Number one, I'm home way more with two kids on a Saturday, not going out as much as I was when I was younger. Number two, on top of this show, doing the Beck UL stuff on Sunday. I know when we caught my pants down a lot of times on, on no lines, I just... I don't know. So I I was pretty – I watched a lot of Texas A&M, SEC games and stuff like that, so they were kind of, like, comfortable. I'm not going to act like I was an expert, but I don't know. I just had a good feel for teams, and I probably saw Iona and St. Bonaventure, most of these teams. The women's is just – I didn't overthink upsets. I knew most of it was going to be chalk every year, and I think a lot of you guys got got tripped up. Oh, okay, maybe we're 12-5 here. I pretty much went chalk both years, and that served, you know, purpose.
1: That does also make – Doing the NIT bracket way more fun because of the women's bracket, once again this year, I think it's three ones and a two. I think UConn's the only non-one seed that's in the women's final four. Right. So, again, it's chalk besides UConn, which is also
2: chalk. I believe one of the years I, I won the women's bracket or didn't finish last, I, I'm i pretty sure this is accurate. Well, clearly I finished first because I was able to pick the other person both times. Yep. I did not pick a single upset in the entire bracket and one out of us. Like not a nary a one getting up. Like nobody there's always the heavy seed one the whole way. And I won the bracket that
1: way. That's why the NIT is so much better of a yeah. a process.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: Of a of a a bit to do, a, a bracket challenge.
2: For sure, Florida could go down at any turn.
1: <laughs> Iona could go yes, down exactly. in the
2: first round. Exactly.
1: So you got Pete coming up here to discuss the Sterling Diary Fat Journal entry on Side B.
2: And he will also reveal what he is bringing in to counter the hot sauce. Oh. At the end. So if you're wondering, Pete will be bringing in two items. That's your tease for Side B. Two items to help uh, soak up the taste of the hot sauce following. He's decided on those two.
1: He who shall not be named brought in vanilla ice cream, but it was already melted by the time that he ate it.
2: Right, the point being that's a, a milky product, and really I think we, we all read between the lines. It was an excuse for him <laughs> to eat ice cream.
1: I think milk is the way to way to go.
2: Milk is what a lot of people say, but again, Pete's going to give you two items. Two items he's bringing in. It's like you can go get stranded on a desert island. <laughs> what do you want to bring with you? Hot sauce, he's bringing two items, he says we'll see.
1: So it's a really two-topic PGP. It's the sterling and the one spicy moment.
2: Yeah. In fact, very easy week for Aiden. Only so many <laughs> so many of these cuts you can insert in here.
1: Aiden, by the way, I don't know if you've seen his campaign.
2: Oh, I've seen the campaign.
1: He knows how to promote.
2: Boy, does he know how to promote. He's promoted so much, I want to find out who he's running against and <laughs> vote for them. <laughs>
1: He is running to be the senior speaker graduation for Marquette, where he's a senior. So he asked me if I would do a little campaign video, which I did, and he's got a couple of other friends or co-students co or something.
2: And he spiced them together cool. And I, we'll give Aiden the free pop here, Marquette. do you find it interesting the school's having a vote on who should speak?
1: Yeah, we didn't have that.
2: Yeah, I was kind of in the impression, like, it was valedictorian and somebody else that somehow—
1: and a pseudo celebrity, a yes. pseudo celebrity alum. Yeah,
2: exactly. I found that interesting.
1: Did Did you go to your graduation?
2: No, <laughs> no, I did not
1: well. Because you had graduated after graduation.
2: Yeah, yeah. I also was a <laughs> midterm election graduation. I had to go back for that extra half a semester. So uh, half a semester or just? Well, I, I did five and a half years, so I technically right, fall graduated fall semester. You graduated, yeah, I graduated in, in winter. A fall semester, so I would have had to come back. They weren't doing a ceremony. I would have to come back in June. I was already working at WFAN for like three months. And also, when you don't dorm at a college and you're a commuter, I, I, I'm going to sit there for three hours with a bunch of people I never saw once in a class. Yeah. I To me, I think you experience one graduation in your life in person. That was high school. I didn't need the, the college. If I lived there and I made good friends there, I mean, the, the, the two friends I made— and what was Lisa Ramos? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't need to be a people. I need to and I don't need to subject my family to sitting out in a field all day to watch me throw up a cap because I finally made it through college and I spent as much time as a doctor does getting the degree.
1: Did you go to graduation? No. 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 No no, 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 no.
2: In fact, to this day, one of the most stunning parts, and this can be mentioned on the PGP, is that when I got hired here, nobody asked me for my degree. I know. Nobody asked me. And it made me think. I could have just went and did my internship and took a couple classes and never paid all this money in student loans. And I could have just told them I had the degree and nobody would have ever checked.
1: I think it's the dirtiest little secret in employment. I won't even say media, certainly media. You go to an interview, they might ask you where you graduated from or where you attended. Well, you know. Right. On your resume, you normally include that. But they will, A, never ask for a diploma, No. nor will they ask for a GPA. So you could, quote-unquote, graduate with a 1.0. No one would ever know. How you do in school means nothing. Right. Your accolades in school mean nothing. The post, you know, uh, whatever awards you accumulate, the, the summa cum laude type things, right. never factor in. Ever, unless I guess maybe you're running for politics and you use that in right. something, or if you're a judge or something, or maybe in law, I'm not even sure. But certainly it doesn't matter in media and most employment. Honestly, if you took a semester of classes somewhere and just said, Yeah, that's my school, right. and you just left after that semester like Carmelo. Carmelo's right. still a Syracuse guy. Right. He went there for one semester. Right. He's got now, he's got millions of dollars to donate. But he sits courtside. He hangs out with Bayheim. He's got a practice center named after him. You don't have to go to that school, really.
2: And I took about, th- I would say, in the end, I probably only took about three radio classes. And I was a part of the radio station at school and stuff. But, like, that stuff taught me regular equipment. And I, you know, yeah, like, that's, I learned stuff there. All the other, I learned things. All the other things <laughs> I took in college and then I got a degree with, Generally, for me, we're a giant. Like I don't even remember any of it. Like, and if I didn't need to show my degree, what am I
1: doing? It's a big conversation we can have on the show, but with college prices, I you cannot convince me that at fifty to sixty thousand dollars a year, you should be chasing some supposed higher education diploma. If that is a trade you want to to develop, understood. If it's the best school for what you do and you feel the education is going to be put you above and beyond or maybe a network of alumni, you know, you can certainly find value there. But, like, the idea that you're chasing some type of higher ed concept or you need the diploma to get in the door at a job, you don't. Nonsense. You don't. Nonsense. Not in my world. No. Not in this world.
2: My wife's a sucker. She got a master's. For what? For what?
1: I I mean, Unless they require it. You know, some places say you must have.
2: Her job don't require it, nor do they describe (laughs) it. The student loans require it when she's paying them back.
1: I guess it's for people that like achievement. I don't know.
2: I came. me, I could care less about achievement.
1: I came out of school after four years. My dad said, are you going to go to grad school? I said, nope. He goes, are you sure? Don't you need it? I go, no, no. And he asked me multiple times, do you want to go to grad school? And I said, no, I'm done. I I said, I am done done with this. I don't need it and I ain't doing it. I I, I put in my 16 years of education. That's yeah. it. You're not getting another no, semester now you, out of it. you
2: pay me to do whatever I do in life. I'm not paying you to do anything <laughs> No,
1: else. really. I know. Which we'll be paying Aiden pretty soon. Yeah. Here. <laughs> yeah.
2: This all started with, with Aiden speaking. We basically just told Aiden you wasted your time for four years. <laughs> not if
1: you wouldn't senior speaker. That it was all worth I it. I
2: guess that's true. Good. Enjoy speaking to a class of other people who wasted their money. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations.
1: Okay, here comes Side B with Pete the Bee.
0: How did do to do? It is side. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours
2: You've
3: earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the
2: energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Side B of the PGP. How may you be? This is Mraz, host of Side B. No Andrew Bogish today. We don't get a Bogus today. Instead, Slacker. off a huge, huge week, it's Pete the Body Baladi on the side. Me. Hello, Peter. Hello. How are you? How are you? I, I, screaming. I am screaming. I'm excited. I'm excited to have you here.
3: Take a couple breaths. Relax. You, you know.
2: Well, it, Namaste. Look, it's been a long week since our last Permission Granted podcast that featured myself and Bogish. Usually... We do a PGP kind of recapping a lot of stuff that's happened early in the week on the DA show, sometimes forgetful about what happened at the end of the previous week. And what happened at the end of the previous week, we may now have a new number one candidate for the 12 DAs of Christmas and a candidate that would not have existed if not for this man, Pete the Body Bilotti. John Sterling read my Vegas Fat Journal. Pete? You were the brains behind getting John Sterling. You're the brains behind the Fat Journal every week as far as who will read and how you get to it. So give us a little behind the scenes. How, how did we get to John Sterling, voice of the New York Yankees? Well, um,
3: when we had Tiki on the first time we did the Fat Journal.
2: The previous number one yeah, which one, I guess
3: still could win. It'll be in the top five, definitely. Right. Um, my thought then was, wh- where is the end point on this? Like like how like you lay it out like in my head when I do when we do bits and stuff like that I I want to know what I'm do where it's ending, where it's ending what we're you know, I'm thinking three steps ahead. Sure. So, I was like, what is the voice that we can use that will be a good coup de gras on everything, and
2: kind of end the fat end journal, the so fat to speak. journal
3: or be another one another. Prominent voice right. in the fat Journal, If we go a year with it, I didn't think we were going to go very long with it. Just because, I mean, you full disclosure—you I mean, weren't really note-taking well, every little thing toward the end of it,
2: right? Sure, sure. So, so, yeah. so I was like, I Laziness saw,
3: ensued. I saw the the light, the light at the end of the tunnel was coming. So, um, I knew you were going to Vegas. In my head, I'm like, all right, that's going to be a doozy. You're going to have a bunch of garbage on that list okay a lot and, of drinking a lot of drinking there was a lot of food a lot of a lot of a lot of just interacting where you're going to eat naturally so
2: <laughs> as opposed to eating unnaturally, unnaturally.
3: <laughs> so then i was like this is the the week to do it so i i thought it was going to take a few weeks to try to get it you know i because I, I i knew it was going to be a process but then having a conversation with. Uh, the program director, David Marinik,
2: the same Dave Marinik, by the way, who did feed us the fake Stun news story, which was such a big subject on last week's PGP, a redemption moment for him.
3: That is correct. So, so I went and I spoke to him, and I and we were talking about something else, and he clued me to the fact of how uh, he has he speaks to John and Susan uh, from the Yankees radio network, uh, the John Sterling and Susan Woolman. and and I'm like, hmm, maybe this, maybe he can help us find. John or Susan for the, right. the, the the fat journal. So I asked him, uh, I want Sterling and Susan to do the fat journal
2: together or in two separate journals. Either
3: together or two separate. Okay. Ones. Now uh, he then de- he then said, Oh, John's coming in this week, coming oh. into the building
2: as we prepare for baseball season. Right. Certain promotions right. need so to I, be read. And... I knew I
3: knew we were getting into a territory where they were both going to have to do a lot of reads. So squeeze this in as well. So he said, all right, I'm going to present it to John. So we gave gave him the the journal, and that was it.
2: Which is all that more fascinating. So clearly John Sterling came into the studios after D.A., Bogus, and myself had all left. We were unaware that John Sterling was doing this. And what what makes it more fascinating is you mentioned Sterling in the studios to read a bunch of stuff. The fact that he was able to deliver that in such a way— Mm-hmm. At his age, over eighty years old, while doing a bunch of other more important stuff that he actually needed to come in for. He didn't need to come in for the Fat Journal. Well, in fact, he didn't come in for the Fat Journal. He got the Fat Journal handed to him, it is amazing. Now I, I, I think I think he loves speaking. He does, clearly. Like, like, like any, like, well he I, wouldn't I, still be doing it over the age right. of eighty. Well he did
3: the, he did those coffee that coffee thing
2: right. we, we heard.
3: The coffee order.
2: So I had a feeling it would it would be possible. Which, by the way, we did a lot of this during the pandemic. Remember Josh Lewin? We played he um, the voice. He's been the voice of the Mets, the Padres, and so on and so forth. was great, the Chargers. He uh, you know was doing food orders and stuff. People stayed busy during the pandemic, so this was this was cool and this was in the element. But really, the key here, and this is why the Twitch stream and Watch DA is so good because it's clearly we're a radio show and clearly this is a radio bit. But the fact that we were able to capture facial reactions. To the shock and awe, and we wait and wait. Okay, it's fat journal time. Who did Pete get now? Okay, here's Shep. Here's Zach Gilb. Uh, my wife was pretty surprising, at least for me, from my standpoint. Peter Schwartz. Peter Schwartz. That was, you know what? That was another shocking one as yeah. well. We didn't see Schwartz. You got to throw.
3: A little, you can't do shockers every week because yeah. it doesn't shock you. You have to throw them in
2: and out. But when John Sterling's pipes ring over CBS Sports Radio and it Muraz Fat Journal, da. And Bogish's face specifically, because I can't look at my own face, was a moment of where were you when? You know? It, it's, of course. It's it's like one of those historical, you know, news reports comes across with gasped. Yeah. And I believe that's what it reminded me Bolton. of. Bolton. And DA's eyes kind of glazed back as Sterling started to read it. And and Bogish's mouth didn't move. Couldn't even embrace a laugh for three minutes because he was so stunned. And I, I venture to guess that a lot of people probably had to go back like me and rewatch and re-listen to it a couple times to find something funnier every time because of the the initial shock of it. And did that make it worth it for you as the booker Oh, of
3: definitely, this? because because you want someone to go back and listen to it. You don't want it to be a thing that gets forgotten.
2: But at least that initial when you see oh, the yeah. Bogus' faces. Well,
3: the, uh, another behind the scenes on that, only one other person knew that this was coming. Other than David Maranick, uh, one other person knew on the show uh-huh. that this was coming, and that was Andrew Kaplan. Okay, Andrew Kaplan was co- told the day before it happened because I wanted him. You got to get a facial reactions of, of all three of the guys.
2: What was Cap's reaction when you told him?
3: He was like, "That's awesome." He he, he knew it was going to be gonna awesome, check. so he was ready. I told him purposely for graphics and for the visual aspect of it.
2: Now. This is where we peel back the curtain. A second person knew. That would be you, my friend. It was me. Big reveal here on the PGP that I knew Sterling was about to levy the voice. And you might ask, Maraz, how do you know? Because when I know that I've submitted a fat journal, clearly because I'm the one that's written said fat journal, and Pete will oftentimes say to me, and he'll argue back on this, who do you think it is? Who do you think it is? And usually I'm wrong. I was so stunned that my wife hid from me that she was coming on. So I didn't know. So this is typical Pete. Pete is out there working hard pre show on the Fat Journal. Like he wants to edit it up because this was clearly pre taped. I don't, I'm not privy to it. I'm not hearing anything. But that is Pete's big project for the day. I'm getting other stuff together like sound check and cold open. We walk in to start the show. In the two minutes previously to starting the show, Pete asks me a question about John Sterling. That was, was stupid on my part. We hadn't talked about John uh-huh. Sterling probably since last baseball season, you and I. And knowing what was in your head, you were just working on the Fat Journal. Then for you to bring up John Sterling out of nowhere to me, and I knew from listening to another local show that John Sterling had been moseying around here, I quickly put two together and go, that's it. That's who did the Fat Journal. You see, I, I'm, Why are you bringing I, up John Sterling? I
3: underestimated there. I thought he wouldn't catch on to the two things, so I thought I could mention a point that I had about right. something else related to John Sterling and then him not bat an eye. But I should have thought, kn- known better. I should have known that Sean is... Because Sean, every time we I have something that is going to be coming up on the show that I don't want him to hear, he's gonna he constantly asks me. Well, what is it? Because
2: when you hype it up... What is it? No, you hype is it up. It? Right. Yeah, I I heard, and also, you can't be the same guy in other weeks going, who do you think it is? Who do you yeah, think it is? Yeah, you're right. And yeah. then when I and then when I guess who it is, this go around go, why do you have to guess who it you're is? Right. Well, you ask me a million times okay. who I think it is, and then I guess it, and then you're upset because I got it right.
3: That was my big blunder on the whole thing. You and, did. And, and I think part of me also wanted to just to t- kind of test the water a little bit and see, see what the reaction would be. I know I, I should have just relied but. on my, my sense of I thought it was going to be fine and—
2: and go with it. I will compare it to this, Pete. I am somebody now that has two children, okay? Both times I did not not know the gender going in. I knew I was having girls going in. I kind of view the Sterling Fat Journal the same way in that yeah. I'm okay that I knew it was Sterling two hours before it played because it didn't take away, like, when the shock happened. I was able to enjoy D.A. and Bogus' shock, uh-huh. knowing that I wasn't shocked, but I still was able to enjoy the moment enjoy because it. the— not it wasn't just the shock of something good. He was awesome at reading the Fat Journal and being hysterical. So I still was overjoyed at that moment that the shock of it was not an added element that I personally needed. And I
3: played the kid at Christmas who has the gift for the parent right. who had bought it maybe a month ago and can't wait to tell a parent right. and tells the parent two weeks before Christmas.
2: And it's better than a number one dad mug, clearly. Right. Clearly. Or, so or, a great hey Pete, great moment to you. Thank you. You now exist, in, and you always would have existed in lore, but John Sterling doing the Fat Journal is another one of those, you know, pinnacle moments in the history of the DA show on CBS Sports Radio that you will always be the fabric of. And when the time comes to to vote on the 12 days of Christmas, which is just going to be, I mean, we're on March 29th. I have no problem saying it. it's bananas. The list is a lot year. of
3: things in that folder.
2: How do you not look at that now as a new front runner favorite uh at all way places you could wager on the twelve DAs of christmas
3: <laughs> all, all the sports books that have taken our books. uh <laughs> taken our twelve da uh, bets
2: uh real quick before I let you go any any nervousness now that the date has been set for the hot sauce
3: no i, I still look, confident look like I said before I don't need this whole hoopla let's just do it I'll be <laughs> prepared I'll have the items that I'll have like a uh probably some milk probably um i I read piece of bread okay uh so maybe i have some toast so i'll have some milk and toast right next to me during the hot sauce thing and i i don't expect to be crazy with the reaction to it i just i it'll be uncomfortable for me because like i like hot food and i i'll have a buffalo chicken you like pie, music. Uh, pie or something like that but i'm not having it all the time right so but i i can handle this this is nothing
2: this is nothing we will end on that quote next week we look ahead you can follow Pete at Pete the Body. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at MirazCBS. Have a great week, everyone.